Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago. And in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. What's up, Montana? Welcome in. Nuana is now ESPN Radio. Maybe you're watching SWX Montana Television. Maybe you're watching on that new ESPN Montana app. No matter how you're tuning in, thanks for being here. Hope you're having an outstanding Wednesday. Going great on this side. little sunshine, second day in a row. There's also some chance of snow this evening. Hilarious where we're at right now, uh, where you can have highs in the low 50s and still flurries of snow showers. Welcome to Montana in April. Hopefully you're having a good start to your week. A little bit of a rearrange here today. We were expecting our guy, Rajim Seabrook, to be in studio. Life happens. Uh, he's got a kiddo out sick and juggling a lot of stuff. But, hey, it's all good. I get it. Single dad life. You got uh, got places to be, people to take care of. So, no Rajim today, but we do have some great guests lined up for you. About 4.30, 
Carrie McHugh from the Missoula YMCA will join us. Uh, she is a annual guest at the very least. Spearheading the Riverbank Run. It's the 50th annual Riverbank Run. So this event has become sort of an institution in Missoula. It's coming up April 30th. So that's not this Saturday, but it's the following Saturday. And it's always sort of a, a kickoff to spring. I know, I know spring technically starts on the calendar on March 22nd, but it's usually about a month later here in Montana. So Riverbank Run, usually sort of the ushering in of true spring and maybe even early summer, dare I say. We're also going to talk a little bit more about this sweet event happening up at Grey Wolf Peak Casino next weekend where a whole bunch of famed but somewhat older, more historical ABA, NBA players are coming. We're going to learn a little bit about Otis Birdsong today. This was one I didn't know much about. Impressive. And the fact that he is like the least of the headliners on the the main ticket here shows you how big time these guys once were. So we'll learn a little bit about Otis. Top of the hour, ESPN Roundtable featuring Mike Kramer. Long time, Big Sky Conference coach. It was funny because I was exchanging texts with the big human. Uh, a couple days ago, I guess it was last week. And the thing I, the, I mean, there's a, there's several reasons why I've always kept up with Mike Kramer. He's taught me a, a tremendous amount about the game of football. I also have tremendous respect for him, just the, the guy that he is, the family guy that he is. Uh, he's mentored me in a lot of different elements of my life. I don't even know if he knows that, but he's always coaching me. And uh, he's been so gracious with his feedback for me and, and for what we've tried to do at Skyline Sports as well as now here at ESPN Radio. But more than anything, Mike Kramer has a master's degree in history, and Mike Kramer is a phenomenal historian. He loves the history of the Big Sky Conference. He loves the history of Montana. When I was texting him the other day, he, he says to me, this is our, our parting text, which is so uh, apropos and also just so Mike Kramer. He says, Aha, you've found the secret. In a state with such little population, sports history is religion, and it's up to you and me to get it right. So I love getting it right with Coach Crames. This all started with me t- sending him a text about the Montana Football Hall of Fame. I first and foremost was inviting him as my friend to be my guest at the banquet, uh, but I also was asking him if he had some thoughts about any of our inductees because you know Mike Kramer was a coach in the Big Sky Conference from the early 1980s and early 1990s as an assistant first at Montana State, then Eastern Washington, then as the head coach at EWU in the late 90s, the head coach of the Bobcats for the first part of the 21st century, and then the head coach at Idaho State for a handful of years as well. So he has been around the league and coached with and against a lot of these guys that we're inducting. And so I sent him the list, and he goes, you know what, I got a story about every single one of those guys. So I said, okay, great, come on the radio and tell them, because <laughs> we love hearing Kramer tell stories. So that will be top of the hour about 5 o'clock. And then we'll also give you a, our, our weekly update on the best of the best currently in high school track and field. I'll tell you this, the 100 meters is already raging on. I think that there's going to be several young men, not just one, but several, particularly at the AA level, that might be in the mix to break that all-class state record. The record was so tremendous and stood for so long when Chris Wilson set it in 2009. It fell 10 years later to a fellow CMR wrestler in Damian Nelson when he ran 10-5 flat. Uh, I guess it would have been the spring of 2019. And uh, now we have uh, several guys in the mix for that. So we'll talk a little bit of high school track as well and just sort of what those records mean. So there you go. That's the uh, show outlook today. It's brought to you by Brent Wahlberg and the Wahlberg team. Wahlberg team, the official realtors of Grizz Athletics. 
any questions you have in the real estate world, give Britt and his team a call today. You can always stream Nuanas now, both on that ESPN Montana app. Go download it. Or on our station website, 1029ESPN.com. Click on Listen Live. You'll find the stream. You also always can get the show on YouTube. But now just get the ESPN Montana app because it just goes through the same channel. So this, just do that because then you can just have the app and you can have all the other great stuff on the app. Grizz Cross, Grizz Hockey, and a whole bunch of other stuff upcoming. So uh, appreciate all you that already have checked it out. But go check it out if you haven't. Also, if you want to be a part of the show, 406 406- 888-1029. That's 888-1029. When we give you our history lesson about Otis Birdsong, we are also going to give you a dozen wings, the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. It's a Wing It Wednesday. We do this every Wednesday around here on ESPN Radio, so stay tuned for that about 445. We'll hook you up with a basket of the best wings in the city of Missoula, courtesy of the Desperado. We're coming to you through the Northwest Motorsports Studio Largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest, nwmsrocks.com. That's where you can find them. I've been liking to start the show off with uh, the book of the day. And uh, we've been talking a lot of NBA around here. I've just been geeking out about the NBA. It's so interesting because the NBA is my favorite professional sport. I totally understand the allure of the NFL. I love watching the NFL, covering the NFL, talking about the NFL, chopping it up with all of our NFL insiders, all of our NFL analysts here at ESPN Radio. But uh, the NBA, sort of the lore of the NBA, the, the, the storytelling that goes along with the NBA, the, the making of legends, so to speak, that goes in the NBA, it's just so fascinating. And there's such a distinct hierarchy, and there is such a, a, a legend-telling portion of the narrative of the NBA. And uh, I've just been... Just really, really loving just analyzing these playoff series, analyzing the progress of so many of the great young players in the league. Just thinking about just how distinctly different the NBA is than than almost any other professional sports league in the world. In the fact that the best, of, first of all, I was just talking to our good buddy Kyle Sample, who, who joins us from time to time to talk NBA. As we were saying, there's more great players in the NBA right now. I should say there's more really good players right now in the NBA than there ever has been. It's still so crazy, though, how much greater the greats really are, both now and all time, and how much of an impact that can have in a playoff series or in a playoff scenario. I mean, right now, with Luka Doncic on the, on the shelf for the Dallas Mavs, that is a conference race-altering injury. Will he play? Will he not? Who knows what kind of impact a guy like Ben Simmons can have. But if he comes back, and he is what he once was, how much could that have an impact? Could the Nets push the Celtics? Single players make such impacts in series, and uh, it's been so fun to to just think about, to just go down that rabbit hole, because I do think some of the best in the world, athletes overall, are NBA players, are NBA superstars. So today's book uh, brings me back to one of the podcast series that I just absolutely crushed. Uh, I was driving back and forth to Bozeman a couple weekends ago, and listen to it start to finish. The book is the is just called Dream Team. It's by Jack McCallum, the uh, famed Sports Illustrated writer who covered the NBA for Sports Illustrated uh, during its heyday, late 70s, all the way through uh, the late 90s. And he was the guy that wrote the famous story about the Dream Team, basically honing the name, dubbing the, the team the Dream Team. There's the famous... Sports Illustrated cover story, uh, the, the cover that had Charles Barkley, Larry Bird, and 
uh, Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan, and Patrick Ewing on the cover, and, and it's all five of them just sitting there, and it just says Dream Team? question mark. And that was sort of the beginning of this. Well, Jack McCallum has now taken the tapes for the interviews he did for this book, and he's released these tapes. Uh, it's very clear that they're recorded on a like early 2000s cell phone on speakerphone <laughs> through like a, an old lawyer's recorder. The, the sound quality is nothing compared to like what we have now or what we get now, but the content couldn't be better. I mean, some of the, I'll give you a little spoiler, spoiler, like one of the, one of the, uh, quotes, it's Charles Barkley and, and I'll, I'll, gi- I'll take, I'll give you the Chuck version without all the expletives, but he's basically like, man, of course, Michael Jordan gets all these women. Of course, m- women think Michael Jordan is, is handsome. $500 million makes everybody think you're handsome. Michael Jordan looks like a dog to me and he just is dogging on Michael Jordan. But some of these tapes, you know, Patrick Ewing talking about Larry Bird, and Larry Bird talking about Patrick Ewing. It's just a very rich uh, inside look. And I, I was very surprised, first of all, that Jack McCallum would release these tapes and that the people that were in them would approve because he certainly had to get approval from, you know, Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird. But it's just so interesting because he's doing these interviews about 10 years after the Dream Team first was assembled and then won gold in Barcelona in 1992. And it's also so interesting to think of how that was just this closing of this chapter in basketball history, period. First, from the the ambassadors that those guys were for the game on a global level, the way that that expanded the reach of basketball around the globe, the way that that impacted the NBA uh, for, the, for the next 30 years and, and impacts it still today, but, but also the moment that it was because... Charles, I mean, Charles Barkley has his famous quote where he says, after I got back from the Olympics, I knew that I was the second best player in the world. I knew I was the second best player in the world, but I also knew who the first best player in the world was, Michael Jordan. <laughs> Magic Johnson retired soon after those Olympics. Larry Bird retired soon after those Olympics. And so it was sort of this closing of this chapter and then this explosion of the Michael Jordan-dominated NBA, even though he then retired a little bit more than a year after they returned from Barcelona as well. But the, the podcast series and this book are both phenomenal. Great insight into these guys, the personalities of these guys, what makes them so larger than life and, and why they're so entertaining and why this team uh, is so compelling. We will talk more NBA, both in our history lesson about Otis Birdsong, as well as uh, perhaps an NBA blindside a little later on as well. But you're listening to Nuanas now, which is all the way around the world of sports in Montana, first and foremost. So let's do that. I, I decided to just maybe do a little broad update and see what sort of discussion this can stimulate here about what's going on uh, just in the state of Montana at large right now in the wide world of sports here in the Treasure State. Thanks for listening. Nuanas now, ESPN Radio, Coulter Nuanas coming to you through the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Thanks so much for tuning in here on your Wednesday. Uh, to me, I was actually talking to a, a good buddy of mine, and he actually had great insight uh, on two different things for me. He was listening to our segment the other day about um, sort of the unique nature of Troy Anderson being this um, elite, prestigious talent that still chose to stay in-state and play for one of the Montana schools and now is set to become the highest-drafted Montanan who stayed at a Montana school. And he was saying that the phenomenon... Might be, be might be becoming more rare, and that my notion that it might be that Trey Anderson might be the last of a dying breed, he said, 
I think it's probably dead at the double A level. Guys like Reed Harris and Great Falls, they're just going to get found now, and they, and they might make their way to the FBS. Guys like Dylan Rollins, who uh, from Missoula Sentinel, who's now at BYU. It's a good point. He also said that one of the other stories that he thought was crazy, and, he, and this guy works in real estate, so he knows the ins and outs of this portion of the industry, was the story that we touched on the other day. And that is that right now in Montana, there's nine high schools that are about to be reclassified. Eight of those high schools are Class C high schools moving up to Class B. Now, we know the narrative right now in Montana and the reality right now in Montana that populations are exploding, that uh, particularly in Missoula and Bozeman and the Flathead, those three areas are growing more rapidly than almost anywhere in the country. I mean, the Coeur d'Alene-Spokane area is growing rapidly as well, but a lot of people are moving west. And uh, so if we were seeing explosions in the high school populations in some of the double A towns, in the college towns, let's say, here in Montana, that wouldn't be as surprising to me than seeing Class C towns move up to Class B. Now, some of them do make sense, like Lone Peak High School and Big Sky. Okay, Big Sky... Growing rapidly, a lot of uber-rich and affluent people are moving there. All right, it makes sense. Ennis, there's also some tourists carryover. But then, like, Fairview is basically in North Dakota. It's in northeastern Montana. So that's just, it's surprising to me. But I think it just shows the swelling of populations all the way around. I was also looking uh, on some real estate Twitter earlier today. And a stat from the MLA here in in, uh, Montana, there's only 16 single-family homes right now for sale in the city of Missoula. In the city limits of Missoula, only 16 single-family homes. Not one of them costs less than $389,000. The highest price of those 16, $3.2 million. <laughs> Never thought uh, we would get to this point. But I, I do think it's just it's worth talking about because I think the swell in population, it's being felt here, but it's also being felt everywhere. I think we're seeing places out, a little bit outside of the metropolitan areas here in Montana they're growing a lot as well. So uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, the way that these these all trickle down and, and uh, just the way that high school enrollment, high school sports is impacted by the swelling population here in Montana. The other big story right now, which I think is when you actually connect all the dots, even if they're completely unrelated events, we have a trend going on in Montana right now, and I'm quite certain it's not a good one. Blake Hempstead of Copperhead Country uh, sort of the resident historian and uh, town crier for sports in Anaconda. He came on the show yesterday talking about the non-renewals of the basketball coaches for boys and girls basketball in Anaconda and how incorrect he thought that decision by the Anaconda school board was. Well, I was thinking about this last night, and then it comes down the pipe that Boulder is not renewing uh, its head coach who uh, led... Jefferson County High School, to the Class B semifinals of the playoffs this last year. Uh, Jefferson High was very competitive. And again, it's the school board vote. Well, then I was thinking about uh, some of the other situations that have played out recently in high school football and just high school sports in general. We still don't know hardly any of the details of why Ryan Nelson uh, was not retained at Frenchtown. It was certainly not based on performance. Frenchtown went to the playoffs, I believe, three years in a row and won playoff games at least two of those three years. So we don't really know much of the details there, but that was also another school board 
sort of pushing their way out. Sort of quietly, the Big Sky High School boys basketball team was the only Missoula school that went to the state tournament. And Big Sky ended up winning several games at the state tournament and taking third. I believe that's the highest Big Sky has placed at the state tournament since they won the state championship back in 1997. So a great year there at Big Sky High School. Well, Ryan Hansen is not going to be the coach of Big Sky anymore either. That's not a board decision. He's deciding to walk away from, from the program. But just another example of a good coach not uh, sticking around at a school. And so there's a variety of factors of the whys that go into this. But when you combine the fact that there are some of these good young coaches dedicating a ton of their time, sort of taking the reins from a lot of the, the older and veteran guys that came before them, the more that there's movement like this, the the worse it is for high school sports, in my personal opinion. And then you combine with the, the fact that there is a lot of instability in the coaching ranks, especially among young coaches, and so much of that stems from decision-making by school boards. You couple that with the fact that both age and age and timing, but also the, the environment that exists right now in high school sports, both of those factors have also gone into a great many of the great coaches in Montana walking away. Like you look at just the football ranks over the last 10 years. I, I'm basically just thinking of this from the, over the last 10 years. Because I know there's always been a lot of, of uh, pressure that comes to high school sports. People take it very seriously in the state of Montana. So I get all that. I just think it's it can't be you can't help but have it be not great for the game when you have legend after legend after established coach after established coach either walking away or being forced out regardless of what the circumstances behind it is. So you look at just the football ranks in the last 10 12 years. You have the retirement of Jack Johnson, arguably the greatest coach in the history of Montana high school football. Great Falls CMR, 13 state titles, unbelievable uh, lineage of phenomenal players going Division One over year after year after year. You had the two Dons over in Billings. Ron Lebsock at Billings. Scavi, who was there for 35-plus years, and Paul Claybo at Billings West, who was there for 25-plus years. Terry Thomas, who was at Dillon for years and years and years. Terry's still doing basketball, but not in football anymore. Les Meyer at Fairfield. Scott King at Malta. You know, on down the line. Recently, we've seen Tony Arnston from... Uh, Helena High hanging up. Well, then who follows behind him? Scott Evans. He decides, and his sons are now in college. So there's some stuff that's just life, right? I mean, Scott Evans was at Helena High for 20-plus years and and was the head coach there for five. And and now both his boys are playing for the Grizz. and He just wants to spend more time around his family. So there's some stuff that's just life. All I'm saying, the only point I'm making is this is just not great for high school sports. And, And, you know, with guys retiring, legends stepping away from the game, then there often is an opportunity for some younger coaches to slide in. So maybe there is some heir parents here, and maybe it's not all uh, disappointment. But I do think that when you have school boards making decisions on the future of high school coaches, and they're making those decisions in the face of and opposite of administrative support, particularly the athletic director recommending these coaches to the school board, I think that that's a sticky situation. And I also think that you better you better know what you're getting into and you better be careful what you wish for if you're these school boards. Because if you oust coaches that are doing their best and running good, clean, disciplined programs, 
that are also winning, especially in small schools, good luck. Good luck trying to find replacements for those guys. If you think you're going to get better, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, maybe, you maybe you will, but uh, it, it's definitely a precarious situation. This is not something isolated to Montana either, though. Andrew Houghton, our producer here at ESPN uh, Radio, he was over in Pocatello the last couple of years covering sports over there. And this this thing sort of happened there, except for it was like a boycott of a team, right? Yeah, so what happened was the the high school varsity boys basketball team at Highland High School essentially refused to play unless the coach... Uh, was removed. Uh, Ty Pearson, the head coach over there at Highland. It's sort of a good example. It's, it's sort of a good parallel between Missoula too, right? Because Pocatello, it, what a little bit smaller than Missoula, but I mean, pretty comparable size. And, and three high schools in Pocatello, right? That's exactly right. And experiencing sort of the same. I know you were just population talking about this. Growth, yeah, the same population and sort of real estate boom. Not as much as Missoula, uh, but very similar. And and I've talked a lot about this. The three big high schools in in Pocatello are are exact analogs to the three you know public high schools in Missoula. So really similar situation. So. Highland is is the real big sports school. I mean, one, probably one of the best football programs in all of Idaho. For sure. I mean, they've produced a lot of guys. Taysom Hill famously went to Highland. Taysom right? Hill, Tommy Togiai, who's now in the NFL with the Cleveland sure. Browns, yep. Yep. Uh, just graduated from there. So this is a, a, a school that really expects winning. Uh, what happened, I guess, was you re- you read that the whole team boycotts the coach, and you think there's some really shady stuff going on behind the scenes, maybe. Yeah. Uh, you, you don't know. You've got all kinds of crazy hypotheticals in your mind. What it was, they didn't like that he didn't, I think, call a timeout in the last 30 seconds of the game, or he didn't foul when they were up three. Uh, just like a random late-game situation, right? Yeah. And they were like, we are deciding not to play for this guy anymore. We're walking out. It was a whole big thing. It was it was just ridiculous to have that. I mean, I covered that team for a couple of years. I've I've met with Ty Pearson. I've talked with Ty Pearson a lot. I like the guy. Is he is he Greg Popovich out there? No. Well, we're talking about Who high is, school. Though? That's what I'm saying. It's high school boys basketball. Right. He's he's out there doing his best. I know that for a fact. So th- there, there's the whole you know letting the kids. You know, pull all the strings, all that stuff. That's one part of this conversation. There's a totally different part of this conversation, and this is specific to Montana, but is applicable in certain other states as well. There is distinct open meeting and and freedom of public information laws in Montana. Distinct. So, one, to have a group of six or seven people making all these decisions when it comes to these school boards getting rid of these coaches... And these decisions over override the suggestions and potential decisions of superintendents and principals and athletic directors and fellow coaches. And it's just six parents up there voting. That itself is crazy. Then you talk about this Anaconda thing. They've rescheduled another school board meeting for Friday, but they're trying to make it closed. That's not happening. That is illegal. That cannot happen. They have to have it open and they have to have a docket of what went down. They still haven't released the minutes and the notes from the meeting the other night either. They have to release it before they amend it. That This is like politics 101. It cannot happen. So it is. It's two different things here, though. Regardless of the kids are mad about the coach calling the timeout or whatever, that's one conversation, the empowerment, entitlement, or spoiling of kids. But from just a completely tangible situation, this is more concerning to me for 
the inordinate amount of power that this is giving a very small few people in very small communities. Well, that's right, and that's the thing that freaked me out the most about the Anaconda thing. There was no open discussion about it. Right. There was no meeting about it. It's just like we've denu- we've decided not to renew him. I mean, if you're trying to do something shady, that's the number one biggest that's sign right. that you're that's doing right. it in the shade, man. That's you're doing right. it in that's the right. shadows here. You're not talking about it at all. You're not discussing your reasons. Man, that sets off so many alarm bells. So that was the crazy thing to me. And your point about the school boards as well received too, um, just because like, I don't know. The school board is such a potentially impactful position as we've seen, but it's also not like a, a hugely contested position, right? right a lot of the times, right, like right. if you want to be on the school board f- to push your agenda through, whatever it is, it's very likely that you're going to be able to get a spot there. And then what? when you're doing it in a 500 or 1,000 person town, right? then what's your motive? And is there a conflict of interest when your kid is in the school and when your kid is on the sports teams and when you're making decisions about somebody that coaches your kid? Because that's when then these emotional attachments or detachments from between parents as coaches and players collide. Because if the if you are mad at the coach for waiting when he does and does not call timeouts, you're also making the decision on said coach. I don't know if you can make a responsible decision. Well, and that's my thing about just the way the school board works. Like in Anaconda, I mean, if 400 out of the 500 people feel one way, but there are five very motivated people right, who feel right. the other way, they can get themselves on the school board and, and have things their way. I, you know, I don't know. But it's, it's, it's just such a weird situation. To be fair, we know that there's a lot more people than 500 in Anaconda. I know we have a com- tremendous amount of people that listen to this show. Anaconda actually, right now, I believe, is either the ninth or 10th largest town in Montana. Uh, it, it's uh, most recent population, at least according to uh, its Wikipedia page, updated as recently as 2022, is, is a little short of 9,500. So we know we, I know there's a lot of Anaconda people out We're there. We're just talking hypotheticals <laughs> here sure. to illustrate for our sure. point. For sure, for sure. But But what you're saying is right. Like, if you only have a certain number of people representing a much larger, it, it seemed, especially given the just the social media and things like that. I know there, it all comes with a grain of salt. You can read between the lines on everything, but it seemed like these coaches in Anaconda, as well as this football coach in Boulder, were like resoundingly supported. And so, like you're saying, if if it's two or three or four people, like the Boulder vote, there was I think there was. It was like three to two and one person didn't vote. And so there had to be like one vote that decides this guy's whole future. That's crazy. Well, if you're not having open discussion about it, if you're not having a meeting about it where people can come give open comments, then there are no dissenting comments on it either. So it just seems like it was, you know, a a unanimous decision or it was a decision that was much more widely supported than it was because you didn't have the opportunity for these dissenting comments to be on record. Can you tell that we went to journalism school? <laughs> Our journalism professors would be so proud of us right now. It's exactly true, though, because this this in its essence is what you learn at the University of Montana Journalism School, first and foremost. You know, our sports writing uh, acumen and, and um, abilities come from us doing it, but it's the nuts and bolts of journalism that you learn at that school, particularly how important it is to have things like open discussion, public discussion, dissenting opinions, uh, public information that is recorded and then analyzed. It, it's its the essence of our democracy. It's why the First Amendment exists. It's, it's also why journalism is so important. So uh, it is. I mean, I think that 
this is a, a microcosmic example of maybe a bigger issue. Like Andrew said, if you want trying to do shady things and you're doing them in the shade, that's shady. <laughs> that's what journalists are here for, to, to shine some light underneath the shade. We're going to get to our transfer portal talk a little later on. we got to get out. We have Carrie McHugh. She is the chief operating officer of the Missoula YMCA, and they are about to host the 50th annual Riverbank Run ushering spring in. Carrie McHugh will join us to talk Riverbank Run Right after this, keep it right here. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. If you're ever injured in an accident and you're worried about if a lawyer is going to cost you too much money, the advocates, they will provide help for you. No out-of-pocket costs until your case is settled. You pass the stress of your accident off to the advocates. That helps you focus on getting better. To find out how the advocates can help you, you can call them free of charge, 406-640-4444 today. Or you can visit MontanaAdvocates.com. And remember, you deserve an advocate. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. The college basketball recruiting merry-go-round continued this week as Montana State landed a transfer from another Big Sky Conference school. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. Tuesday, Montana State announced the signing of Robert Ford III, an honorable mention all-Big Sky point guard at ISU. Ford will transfer with one season of eligibility remaining, but he has applied for a medical hardship waiver that would give him a second year. Ford, who averaged 11.4 points per game last season at ISU, will help fill the void left by a pair of MSU guards who hit the NCAA transfer portal last week. Kellen Tyne a sophomore guard who has served as Xavier Bishop's primary backup the last two seasons, and Isaac Spears, a freshman who played sparingly, each entered the transfer portal last week. The Grizz men's basketball team now has seven new additions to their roster so far this offseason. Montana added Colorado State transfer Deshaun Thomas and his brother Darrell Thomas earlier this month. The Grizz landed Metro State transfer Lolu OK over the weekend, and Montana signed four high school players, Rhett Reynolds of Shelby, Aiden Bateman of Missoula Big Sky, Jackson Knapp of Renton, and Southern California point guard Isaiah Kerr last week. And finally, on the second day of the Big Sky Conference Women's Golf Championships in Scottsdale, Bozeman native Cameron Basie fired a 1-under-71 to help Montana State shoot 302 as a team to sit in 7th place. Entering the last day of the tournament, Montana sits in last place. This 102.9 ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Aspen Sound. Marley for you coming back on a Wednesday. Hope you're having an outstanding week so far. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. Trying to get a updated score for you from the Big Sky Conference uh, golf championships, women's golf championships, but looks like the final round not in the books yet. So we'll get that to you here in just a minute, as you heard there uh, in the sports center. Montana State seventh after two days and Montana 11th out of 11. So Grizz in last place. A good round yesterday, 71 by Cameron Basie, who is a Bozeman native, actually the daughter of Montana State head women's golf coach, uh, Brittany Basie. And uh, she shot a 71 uh, yesterday, so that was a good bounce back round for her. Uh, efforting Carrie McHugh from the Missoula YMCA right now to talk some Riverbank Run. This is our River City's Runners uh, segment presented by um, Zootown Sports Cards. Zootown Sports Cards, one of my favorite places in town. I haven't got these guys in the back hooked on it as well. I always, you know, try to 
snag a card here or there if I can. And uh, I come home the other day, and Andrew's got a, a pack of Zootown sports cards <laughs> sitting there on the on the counter. So uh, the promotions are working, I'd say. But Zootown sports cards an awesome place. Whether you are a longtime collector, you're just getting back into it, you've never been into it before, need something cool and fun uh, for your kids to do. It's a great place. It's order. Uh, it's located there at the corner of uh, South and Higgins, right across from Dorn Blazer Field. Exciting, though, because Zootown Sports Cards, they will be on the move probably as soon as next month, but certainly by this summer. So we'll keep you apprised of what's going on with that. Uh, but very cool that they've been able to build this local business up and uh, that they have been able to sustain and now, you know, upgrading the facility, as it were. So that would be... Uh, very cool. Carrie McHugh will join us shortly if we can uh, track her down. It's the 50th annual YMCA Riverbank run. Back now with an in-person race. So very cool. This has been a virtual thing uh, in the last recent years, but now a uh, real-life in-person race. So this thing happens Saturday, April 30th, uh, with a variety of different options. So uh, if we can't track down Carrie, uh, we'll give you all the information uh, here between now and the race, which Saturday, April 30th. And uh, the 10K starts at 9 a.m. The 5K uh, starts at 10.30. And uh, then the trifecta mile starts at 1.30. And then the one-mile fun run starts at 11.45. There's also is the, the trifecta. That's for the uh, crazy people. <laughs> who run the 10K, the 5K, uh, and then that trifecta mile. So <laughs> should be interesting to see uh, the response to the return of one of Missoula's uh, great events, uh, something that's been going on for for 50 years. So uh, pretty impressive and uh, always a sort of beckoning of spring. You listen to Nuanas now, ESPN Radio, or maybe you're watching SWX Montana Television. Coulter Duana is coming to you through the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Northwest Motorsport, new to Missoula, new to Montana, located here at the corner of Stevens and Mount. You can also find the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest by visiting nwmsrocks.com. They do have all sorts of sweet lifted off-road vehicles, and uh, you can search not just here in the Missoula lot, but all across the entire Northwest. So if you want to check out trucks, trucks, and more trucks, head to nwmsrocks.com. Wing It Wednesday coming up here about, oh, 10 minutes. Your opportunity to win a dozen wings at the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. And also we'll give you a little history lesson about Otis Birdsong. Again, the Riverbank Run, part of River City, Run, River City Runners here on Nuana is now the 50th annual YMCA Riverbank Run being offered virtually and in person. Virtual runs can happen anytime before race day, which is April 30th, or you can join them in person on race day. So that's next Saturday due to the, due to the Bear Tracks Bridge construction downtown. All races will start and end at the uh, YMCA there on Russell Street. It'll be the same course as was run last spring in 2021. So, again, 9 a.m. for the 10K, 10.30 for the 5K, trifecta at 11.30 a.m., the trifecta mile, that is, and then the one-mile fun run at 11.45. So we'll keep efforting uh, Carrie McHugh from the YMCA. But in the meantime, let's take a break, and we'll come back 
with uh, some Wing It Wednesday, a history lesson, and maybe a little bit more on the 2022 edition of the Riverbank Run presented by the Missoula YMCA. Back after this, keep it right here, 102.9 ESPN Missoula. It's Nuanas Now. Sports Bet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sports Bet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sports Bet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sports Bet Montana location or by using the Sports Bet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sports Bet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sports Bet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sports Bet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. ESPN Radio. Man, one of my big plans for today with our brother Rajim in here was to play a bunch of reggae music. We were going through some reggae. That's why you heard some Bob Marley earlier. But I was asking him if he liked UB40, and he says, no, man, I do not like UB40. I said, man, you haven't been listening to the right UB40. Like, get the red, red wine, and I can't help falling in love with you. Nah, that's all corny. Get that out of here. Give me some Until My Dying Day like we're listening to right now. I wish he was here to hear this, man, but Rajim... He's out today. He was supposed to be here today, but I uh, had a family deal going on, so I get it. Single dads, it's all good. Take care of your business. Take care of your family. So he'll be back with us uh, as soon as possible because we always love having him around. Thanks so much for tuning in here on your Wednesday. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. Or maybe you're watching or listening in on the new ESPN Montana app. If you're not, go get it. Great way to listen to the show, both live and archived both uh, visually and audio so uh, go check it out espn montana or espn mt on your app store download it today do yourself a favor great way to watch grizz lacrosse grizz hockey nuana is now and a bunch of other fun stuff coming up it is a wednesday so that means it's a wing it wednesday so here's what we're going to do we're going to give you a dozen wings to the desperado sports tavern and grill by texting us because we're going to go to the rangish brothers rv phone line to interview Kerry McHugh here in just a minute. So text her number 3-406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Text her number 3. We got a dozen wings. The Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill for you. The best wings in the city of Missoula. Voted on by you, the Missoula public, for year after year after year. Speaking of the Despo, guess what they're right across the street from? The Missoula YMCA. We welcome in now from the Missoula YMCA, Carrie McHugh, part of our River City Runners segment that we do a couple times a month here. And a fun run for everyone coming up here in Missoula next Saturday, April 30th, the 50th annual YMCA Riverbank Run. Carrie, thanks so much for taking some time. Your annual appearance here on ESPN Radio. How you been? Yes, very good. And I really appreciate that introduction with uh, Across the Street from the Despo. <laughs> we love that place. It's, it's, it's a great place. And they're great supporters of us and uh, both uh, institutions of the Missoula community. 
tell us about just kind of your thoughts on this riverbank run coming up because it seems like this is always sort of a a ushering in of, of warmer weather and and sunnier times. So uh, the 50th annual, though, so pretty impressive that you guys have been able to keep this thing going for multiple generations now. So the fact that uh, this is on the horizon next Saturday, how are we feeling down there at the YMCA? Yeah, you're exactly right. We usher in spring and warm weather with the hopes of sunshine. And it's kind of that uh, springtime tradition to kicking off race season. It's a good training event for our local marathon that big trifecta event where you run all three races and then we just invite everybody out walkers runners families uh, competitive racers it's we're pretty excited it's the big 50 this year so we're we're proud of this event for sure well this draws thousands of people from all over the garden city it's an awesome time no matter what level of runner you are it doesn't you don't have to be an elite distance runner anybody can do this but just tell people sort of how they get involved and also how this helps benefit you guys at the YMCA because the YMCA does a bunch of great stuff in this community. So tell people how those two things kind of go hand in hand, what this does for you guys uh, at the Y. Yeah, so you can go to the Y website or riverbankrun.org and um, find out a ton of information. But I think the big thing about this race is we offer um, basically three different races. Um, and so you can do a 10K distance, which is at a 9 a.m. start time, so not too early on Saturday the 30th. Or you can do the 5K at 10.30. Um, or you can do the fun fun run mile with the whole fam or the whole group at 11.45 and then if you're really looking for a challenge and maybe some bragging rights, you can do the trifecta where you run all three of those races. And the really cool thing about this particular race is that the proceeds raised stay right here in Missoula and right at our Y. And they allow us to scholarship every program under the sun that we offer. So financial assistance is available and we raise it right here and give it right back to Missoula. Great cause to go out and run, get healthy, and it's all for a cause. Zulu YMCA Riverbank Run, the 50th annual edition, Saturday, April 30th, here in Missoula. The race will start and end at the YMCA. The 10K begins at 9 a.m., the 5K, 10.30 a.m., the trifecta mile for all the you crazy people that want to run all three, (laughs) 11.30 a.m., and then the one-mile fun run at 11.45. Karen McHugh joining us here on the Rangish Brothers RV phone line, part of our River City Runners. We do this a couple times a month here uh, on Nuanez now. And, uh, Carrie, public health is, is important in a community, but you mentioned that. This is a, a healthy way for people to sort of uh, have a group communal activity. So uh, those two things kind of go hand-in-hand hand with your guys' mission at the YMCA as well, right? Absolutely. So we're for youth development, healthy living, and social responsibility. And so this kind of hits all those boxes. It's, it's a race for a cause. It's getting people up and moving and healthy. And um, we allow and welcome all the kids. We actually do a grade school challenge where we um, partner with all the local schools and we give them kind of a, a special price and let them come out and run. And we offer scholarships for the students. And then whatever school gets the most participation wins a trophy and do so, they get these cool swag bags. And yeah, so it kind of checks all those boxes for us. And um, we're kind of excited this year due to the bridge project downtown. We're on the course behind the YMCA, which for our 50th, it's near and dear to our hearts. So we'll be right in our backyard this year which is kind of cool. It is very cool. www.ymcamissoula.org. Go there. You'll find all sorts of information on the Riverbank Run as well as all sorts of other great things that are going on down at the Y. So on that note, Carrie, what else is going on down there? Because I know you guys have all sorts of different things for individuals, families, kids, and everything in between. 
Right. Well, right now we have a spin class going on outside my office and the, the nice. rock climbing wall. And we also are launching our soccer program. Spring soccer season starts on Sunday. We have over 900 little Missoula munchkins coming out to play soccer this fall. So people are just ready to go. Coming in um, in all of our programs. Summer camp is right around the corner, but like already bursting at the seams. Um, and I would say the big thing is we're looking for um, some excited people that would like to be counselors this summer or mm. to have an opportunity to work at a local nonprofit charity. And so we're actively, as I'm sure a lot of people are, recruiting um, awesome staff for this summer. That's probably the big hurdle we're trying to tackle right now because we are seeing um, increased enrollment across everything from swim lessons to summer camp to soccer. And so we just want to be able to support Missoula and, and serve as many kids as we possibly can. And so we're looking for staff, if you know anybody. Gotta love it. Well, www.ymcamissoula.org, or can always swing by 3000 South Russell Street, drop them an email at ymca at ymcamissoula.org, or give them a call, 406-721-9622. Carrie McHugh joining us here, part of our River City Runners segment that we do a couple times a month. The 50th annual YMCA Riverbank Run next Saturday, April 30th. The whole thing gets kicked off at 9 a.m. Carrie, wonderful hearing from you. Thank you so much for joining us, and uh, thanks so much for being here. Thanks for having us and supporting the Y and the Riverbank Run. It means the world to us. There you go. Carrie McHugh, Missoula YMCA Riverbank Run, April 30th, ymcamissoula.org for more information there. Wingate Wednesday rolls on, presented by the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. I'm sure we already gave the wings away, but uh, if you need a place to watch the NBA playoffs or the NHL playoffs, which are on the horizon, uh, you can certainly do that at the Despo. It's also a great place to watch baseball and more than anything, though, great place to eat wings and drink beer. What's better than that? Nothing. If you have a sports to watch as an excuse, it at least, uh, you know, lets you have your decadence while also, you know, getting learned up on the sports. Let's have a little history lesson. If you haven't heard, uh, Gray Wolf Peak Casino next Friday, April 29th. They're opening up their big sports bar. It's, it's a grandioso event, and listen to these headliners. NBA, or I guess Basketball Hall of Famers, George Gervin, Artis Gilmore, Calvin Murphy, as well as former Grizz legend Michael Ray Richardson and former NBA standout Otis Birdsong. Otis Birdsong was the only one of those five that I was a little unfamiliar with when they announced these headliners. So we've been going through each one of these guys because I do think because most of these guys played in the 1970s into the 1980s, they're maybe not quite as well-remembered as the guys that came after them during the Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, Michael Jordan rise of the NBA in the 80s and then early 90s. So I want to educate people about these guys, but I educated myself about Otis Birdsong. So Otis Birdsong was a legend, a college basketball legend. He was a college basketball Hall of Famer at the University of Houston uh, right before their famed five slamma jamma days. But Houston was very good in the 70s as well. He was one of the great Cougars of all time. He was the number two overall pick in the 1977 drafts. That's the draft immediately after the NBA merger. They merged in 76. So in the next NBA draft, Birdsong... The number two overall pick by the Kansas City Kings. He went on to have a phenomenal career. I mean, he, he has a, a, a 50-point game to his credit. During the 1980-81 season, he averaged almost 25 points per game. Uh, in the playoffs, in his first playoff appearance, he scored almost 27 points per game. 
1981, he was traded by Kansas City to the New Jersey Nets, uh, where he finished his career. And in total, Otis Birdsong played 12 seasons in the NBA with the Kings, the Nets, and the Celtics, scored more than 12,000 points, averaged more than 18 points per game. He was a four-time All-Star and a uh, one-time All-NBA selection. So this guy was a very, very good player and uh, a college basketball Hall of Famer. He's also in the Hall of Fame at the University of Houston, and he also has helped out with University of Houston uh, radio broadcasts uh, from time to time during his post-playing career. So that's fun. Uh, always fun to learn about guys you didn't know. But, I mean, 18 points a game for a 12-year NBA career, you're a legitimate pro. Like You had a really, really good career. So Otis Birdsong, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Nope, that would be cool. Uh, Artist Gilmore, excuse me, I was thinking about Kareem and his his fame uh, in the 1970s, and I was also thinking, so this is how I roll. I talk, and I also think about other stuff at the exact same time. I was also thinking about all this backlash with this HBO series, Winning Time. Jerry West and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar have both adamantly come out saying that they are uh, horribly and horrifically misportrayed in this series. That's because the series... <laughs> Makes them seem like the two grumpiest, <laughs> most like aggressive, miserable people. And uh, so who knows? So the truth probably lies somewhere in the middle. But I was thinking about that while talking about these guys. But George Gervin, Artis Gilmore, Calvin Murphy, Michael Ray Richardson, and Otis Birdsong at Grey Wolf Peak Casino, April 29th. Uh, the grand opening of their sports bar and casino there at Grey Wolf Peak up on Evero Hill. So very cool to get to see a handful of former standout NBA players, including three guys that are in the Basketball Hall of Fame. Thanks to the Desperado for all their continued support here at Nuanas Now. Love the Despo. Love going down there for some wings, and they'll uh, continue to bring you great content. A couple teases for later on, uh, both this week and then uh, throughout the next month or so. We'll be in Bozeman Friday. Noan is now live from Bozeman, leading up to the Montana State Spring Game on Saturday. So that'll be fun. Next Friday, we'll be live from Gray Wolf Peak Casino. So that will also be fun. Uh, leading up to that event, the event, by the way, up there, Gray Wolf Peak, starts at 6 p.m. So we'll be rolling. Noan is now from 4 to 6 next Friday. And then May 20th and 21st, a pair of remote broadcast from here in Missoula. On May 20th, We'll be coming live to you from the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. Nuana is now live from the Despo from 4 to 6, and it's going to be sponsored by Sportsbet Montana. So we appreciate them for their continued support as well. And we'll have a, a uh, remote on Saturday the 21st as well at a to-be-determined location. So stay tuned for that too. Nuana is now hour one in the books, hour two coming at you. The big human, the big skies, resident historian Mike Kramer. Three-time Big Sky Conference Coach of the Year and a man with plenty of stories to tell. He'll tell them about this year's Montana Football Hall of Fame inductees. Keep it right here at the ESPN Roundtable with Mike Kramer coming at you. Hour number two, Nuana is now right around the corner. Keep it right here at ESPN Radio. The advocates can help you if you've been injured in an automobile, motorcycle, pedestrian, or even a dog bite accident. For additional information on other types of cases that the advocates handle, you can always visit MontanaAdvocates.com. You can chat with an experienced attorney with no upfront out-of-pocket expense. Visit online or call 406-640-4444 today. Or you can visit MontanaAdvocates.com. And remember, you deserve an advocate. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here. And if you need some nice winter gear... 
How about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or, of course, you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.